Well, good morning. Turn to somebody and say good morning. Come on, tell somebody around you good morning. We're glad you're here. Wow. Um, wow. We've been teaching on presence. We've been talking about presence for the last few weeks and um, just, just to experience what God's doing today. Just, just get ready because we are entering into a new era. And I, I challenged somebody came up uh, last week and they were like, well, what does era mean? And I, was, I wanted to tell them. And then I was like, no, you look it up. Um, but, but we are entering into a new era. So I'm going to challenge each and every one of you to go in and look that up and realize what that does mean. Amen. So today I want to really talk about do you have eyes to see? Ask the person next to you, around you, do you have eyes to see? <clears throat> Some of you are going, yeah, yeah, look at me. I'm right here. Can you see me? Can you see me? Can you see me? Can you see me? Can you really see me? And through the, the worship today, I began to start thinking about as they were beginning to declare and, and to bring forth some things, do you have eyes to see? Do you have eyes to see who you really are? Do you have eyes to see yourself the way God sees you? Do you have eyes to see that you carry the presence of God? Come on, somebody. See, a lot of times we don't, we don't see each other that way. We, all what we do is we see each other's faults. Come on, can I speak the truth in here today? We see each other's, uh, uh, when we look at other people, we, you know, we, I don't want to be like that one guy that says, you know, he came to pray for the Lord and he looked at that one guy and he was like, Lord, I'm glad I'm not like him. Do we have really eyes to see? Do we have eyes to see the spiritual stairs that are there? I, sometimes it's like, you know, we were, we, were, we were in a conference one time, and they were like, you know, close your eyes. What do you see? And I'm like, it's black. <laughs> How many of you sometimes are like me? Yeah. There's a few of you. They're like, what's she looking at? How does she see that stuff? You know, how, how the, how's it there? Just, all I see is this dark. You know, I see this little light up here and, and this shadow. We're not talking about that. We're talking about utilizing what God's given you, the spirit within him, begin to see farther than you could see in the natural. Do we have eyes to see? Do you see the open door? I mean, when she began to start talking about the stairs and going up the stairs and looking in the open door, all I remember was when I was a kid and we were in upstate New York, we would have stairs that would go up into the hay. We had my, my grandfather put hay up in the top part of the barn. And I know that I could go in and I could actually, it was a ladder. I would climb that ladder and I'd pop my head up. And I'd be able to see my brother if he was up there because we used to make tunnels in the, in the hay and we used to crawl through that. And when she was talking about being able to go to that open door and begin to see, I began to close my eyes and I said, I can see that door. I can begin to see that. Do you have eyes to see? Ask somebody next to you, say, do you have eyes to see? Do you have eyes to see that you carry the kingdom of God inside of you? You know, sometimes we're like, oh, God, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. He's like, I gave it to you through Jesus Christ. I gave you forgiveness. I gave you, and he will give us revelation. He will give us wisdom if we have eyes to see what God is doing. So real quick, we're going to have you turn to Luke chapter 10. 
There's a couple things that I want to get into today, and, um, and we're going to park at one verse, and then we're going to have some people begin to share a little bit about what their eyes saw as we went on a missions trip. So I'm not going to ask you to read all of Luke 10, but I just want to kind of focus on it real quick. Look at me. Everybody see me? Say, hey, I see you. Come on. Hey, I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you guys too. Luke chapter 10, Jesus had been training the disciples and had come to a place in Luke chapter 10 that he was going to be releasing 70 disciples out two by two. And he began to start talking to them, and he, he taught them about the kingdom of God. He taught them about authority. He taught them about dominion. He taught them about rule. He taught them about being courageous in a situation where you may not be courageous. And he began to send the disciples out, and he talks a little bit about in verse 2 that he says this. He says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So I try to put myself sometimes in the situation and see what the disciples were seeing. And can you imagine being a disciple of Jesus? And he comes up and goes, hey, by the way, Mark, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And I think they went like, what does that mean? I'm not coming back? You, you know, they're, they're in the natural, we can begin to start, what do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, I'm... Uh, am I not ready for this? Am I, am, am, I, am I not ready to do this? Am I not ready to step into this? And Jesus was saying, you know what? There's some harvest out there, but there's few laborers. And he begins to start sending them out. And he sends them out, and they go into a house. You can read this a little bit later. This afternoon would be great. This afternoon would be great. Just, just to read through it. And he sends them out and they, they go into the home and he says, here's what I want you to do. I'm breaking it down for you today to be able to meet the needs in the home, to pray for those, to have peace and, and to walk in that and to go into this home and stay there. And he says, you know what? Then let them know the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. And he goes on and he tells the disciples to do that. And guess what they do? They do exactly what Jesus said. And they go out and they, they go into the places and they say the kingdom of God is at hand and the sick are being healed and they're being raised from the dead and demons are fleeing and all this other stuff. And they're coming back. They come back to Jesus. They go, oh, Jesus, Jesus, look what happened. I get excited. There you go. Okay, sir. I get excited and, we, and the microphone messes up. But... But think about this. And a lot of times we look at it and go, oh, man, they went out and they went out and Jesus is sending them out. He's like, look, don't take no money belt. Don't, have, don't depend on anything but him. And then he goes out and they, they come back and they're all excited, man. They're pumped up. It's like, what happened? Oh, this happened and 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 this happened. And I, can you imagine going through the 12? You know, and I'm sure, I'm sure some of them, now you have to, ladies, you have to understand these were guys. So they were like, what happened? Oh, it was all good. <laughs> but I don't think the disciples, I think they had a few more words than that. I think, you know, you know, Shelly comes in, what'd you do today? I was like, I went to work. Well, what'd you do? What'd you do? I worked. <laughs> you know, I, come on, guys. Can I get an amen here? It's like, 
It's like, wait a minute, I used up my 12,000 words at work today, and I, I don't have any other words left in the afternoon that is there. But, in, but you know what? I had to realize that I had to, I had to consciously go throughout my day and say, I remember this so I can tell my wife, and I, I remember this so I can tell my wife, and I remember this so I tell my kids, and that way we can talk about it. So the disciples, so many things were beginning to happen when they went out and they were advancing the kingdom of God. And they, they, they came back, and the disciples were telling him what was happening. I mean, and the, and the spirits were subject to them because all of a sudden they were operating in the authority that God had given them, and he sent them out. And he didn't send them out without anything. He sent them out with the spirit of the living God on the inside of them. And I think this was the first time that they could begin to see that God was in me and that I can do these things. Can I get an amen? Oh, come on, that's not good enough. Somebody give a shout to the Lord this morning. See, can you see? Can you see? It's about sight today. It's about can you see yourself? Can you see yourself rising above a situation and a circumstance? Oh, come on now. This is for somebody today. Can you see yourself bringing healing in broken relationships? Can you see yourself being part of the solution and not part of the problem? Can we begin to see ourselves? And, and I, I, I think about these disciples, and, and Jesus had talked about the authority that they had, and they were all excited. Somebody say excited. Somebody say excited. They were excited. They come back, and oh, this happened, and this happened, and this happened. And then Jesus comes in, and he brings them down and levels it out. He said, it's great that those spirits are subject to you. But you remember what he said? When he looked at the disciples, he said, Rejoice that your what? Name is written in heaven. Is anybody's name written in heaven today? Come on, let's rejoice in the Lord. Come on, let's give him praise today. Hallelujah. My name is written in the book of life, and my name is written in heaven. So you know what? You can have, you can have authority over those other things, but he said, That's good. But how many of you rejoice that your name's written in heaven. Come on, let's give a hand clap to the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Dude, what do you see today? What do you see today? Because sometimes I think we discount what Jesus did on the cross for us. And we say, well, I, you know, and they're like, well, I wanted this to happen, and I wanted this to happen, and this hasn't happened, and I, this hasn't happened, and this hasn't happened, and this happens to happen. I was like, well, you gave your life to Christ. Yeah, but this hasn't happened, and this hasn't happened, and this hasn't happened, and we're more focused on what hasn't happened instead of what has happened. And I'm asking you to begin to see what Jesus Christ has done for you. Begin to see the kingdom advancing not just around you but through you because Romans says the kingdom of heaven is within you it's righteousness joy and peace in the Holy Ghost actually it's Luke that says the kingdom of God is within you and and he says what is the kingdom righteousness joy and peace in the Holy Spirit can you see today can you see today I'm gonna to ask you to put up Luke 10 23 he goes into the disciples and he says, he's talking to them and, and they're, they're saying all these things and he goes into this discourse and he gives Father the praises as though they're just starting to get it. Dad, they're just starting to get it. Father, they're just starting to get it. And he goes on and he says, and I noticed in here a word that I had seen before but I hadn't really been highlighted. How many of you know you read a scripture and then you read it again and it's like, ooh, I saw it but I didn't see it. 
So here's the disciples. So he must have turned to them, and he said to them privately. There are some things that we can say privately in here that we don't say out there. Hello. And he turned to them and he says, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. He goes on and he was like, The prophets don't see it. Others don't see it. But do you see it? Do you see it? Do you see it? He says, Blessed of your, are your eyes that you see. And then I began to start thinking about this. My eyes. Because I didn't see I needed salvation until I saw I needed salvation. Oh, come on. And you did too. I didn't see I needed to forgive until I saw that I needed to forgive. Oh, is this making sense to anybody? Am I talking? I'm not talking in, in, in tongues or a different language or anything else here. I'm just saying that I didn't see it. And there's times where you don't see yourself as valuable as God sees your value. Whoo! Turn to your neighbor and say, he's talking about you now. Go ahead, tell somebody, he's talking about you. He's talking about you. Yeah, because, because we're, we're valuable, we've got to get to that place where we begin to see ourselves as having value. I didn't think that I could ever see myself of having value, let alone bring value to others. Oh, oh, come on. Do you see it? Can you see it? And he said, blessed are your eyes, which you see the things that you see. And that word, that word blessed is, is a Greek word, uh, makarios, and it really means to be supremely blessed. It means to be happy. It means to be happy, happy, happy. <laughs> it means to be fortunate. It means to be well off. It, it, and he's saying that you are blessed. Turn to your neighbor and say you're blessed. In fact, turn to three people and say you're blessed. Come on, tell them. Say you're blessed. You are blessed. Somebody behind you needs to know that you're blessed. Somebody in front of you needs to know that they are blessed. It also means to beautify. Wow. Let that one sink in. It also means to beautify. It means to attribute good fortune to. It also means... To call blessed or to count as happy. Happy, 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 happy. <laughs> we may have to do the happy song. <laughs> but it, we, we are blessed. Say, I'm blessed. Come on, say it again. One more time. Are you really? Yes, we are. My blessing very first started when I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior because any of those things else, it didn't really matter. And Paul says that he's blessed and he knows the power of the resurrection because it's that power of the resurrection that's working in you today. It's that power of the resurrection of Christ that's working in the earth today. It's that power of the resurrection that works in you so you can work in the earth today. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. I want us, I want us to pray before we... Before we go any farther, there's some things I want you to see today. Let's pray. Oh, Father. There's things we've all not seen before. Like the disciples, I want the eyes to be opened. Not just open our natural eyes, but open our eyes in the spirit 
But I don't want to stop there, Father. I don't want just my natural eyes to be opened in the spirit. I want my heart to be open. I want my heart to be open today to see some things. And like Elijah told the servant to go look again. And the servant went out and he looked again. And you opened his eyes. And he saw the armies that were greater for us than the armies that were against us. And I pray that every person here today sees how great you are for us and how little those things are that come against us. Although they may seem big at times, we've got to see how greater and bigger you are. Let us begin to see these things today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, I see, Lord. (laughs) I see. We went to... um, I want to take a few minutes, and I want to talk a little bit about the Hopi mission trip. And we're going to have some people come on up and share. We basically sent um, three semis, a truck, and a van to Hopi, Arizona. And first of all, I want to start, if everybody looks at me just a moment, I want to start by saying thank you. We couldn't have done this. We couldn't have done it to the magnitude we were able to do it without you guys. And each and every one of you were a part of it. If you've prayed, if you've sown seed for us to go, if you've given in the offerings for us to go, you're part of that. And how many of you know God is so good that even if you weren't able to, but your heart was there, that you still went because we went? Can I get an amen? I want you to be able to see that. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm part of that. Come on, Sam, I'm part of that. What you're about to hear, what you're, we're going to talk a little bit about the next few minutes, I want you to know that you are part of that. I'm going to ask Jerry if you'll come on up, and Sarah if you'll come on up. And there, there was seven of us that went, and we started out that October 19th that morning. Shorty and I went down to the city, and we, I actually went with a guy, and we rented a van so people could travel in it because uh, actually the... The, the van that had was they were had broken and they had to go get another one. How many of you know when it breaks down, you know, and you got a team of people ready to go and trucks ready to go, um, you just got to go do what you have to do. But we traveled out there, and I could tell you about the 12, 13 hours a day that we traveled and how we got to the hotel at 1 o'clock and how we ran into different accidents and everything else. And But I'm here to tell you God is good, and he's good all the time. And we got in and got some supernatural rest and started the next day. And we got there later than we anticipated and weren't able to unload until, gosh, that was Sunday. That was Monday. We were able to unload until Tuesday morning. But everybody worked. And the team that was together, we had met before and we had prayer before. And we thank you for praying for us. But I wanted to allow them to be able to come up and say, this is what impacted me. You have seven different people from this church that went. There was 19 all together. And everybody had a certain job, a task, and everybody had a different view. So let's just sit back and see what the Lord has done. To to, uh, come out and say what impacted me to tell you so that it will impact you, I don't know what to tell you. You know? I'm just kind of speechless. You'd have to be out there to see where they live, how they live, but they're just people like you and me. One of the things that was impressive to me was a little young lady that was the same age as my granddaughter, one of my granddaughters. 
she wasn't playing with dolls, which we had a whole big box full of of uh, stuffed toys. But she took a stick, a curved stick, put a rubber band on it, and got an arrow, a stither stick. She was playing with a bow and arrow. Impressed me greatly that she would do this when my granddaughters would be out playing with dolls or something else. Different culture than what we live in. Completely different culture. We were blessed to be able to go to one of the houses where one of the ladies lived that was helping make the distribution of the food, kind of lining things out. Dirt floor. She did have a bathroom. Stuff all through the house that she used, her and her daughter. Her daughter was the other one that kind of ramrodded things. To make her living with was weaving baskets. Just as proud as you could be to show us her house. Absolutely proud. Just tears in my eyes to think that we all live in the houses that we live in and we still have people in the United States that live like that. But I know it's not a... It's, they can make choices that gets them away from there because one of the young men that helped us out, I don't know whether this is what Pastor Eric wants or not, but one of the young men that helped us out was off the reservation, lived off the reservation, and worked with the FEMA organization. And you talk about organization. You assigned him a task. He was like a busy beaver. He had it all lined out and everything ready to go. And he, he, worked, his, he worked his skills distributing the food. Now, uh, I could tell you a lot more, but I know that we've got a lot of people that... We rode uh, in a pickup out there and back. Me with four ladies. <laughs> Guys, do I need to say anything about that? <laughs> I had ample help in driving. I never, <laughs> never, even only when I would venture out on my own and make a mistake in driving. That was the only time. <laughs> but it was okay. It was interesting. We had a really good time. Uh, Sarah is and Holly were the professional Cheerios sackers. <laughs> they send boxes of Cheerios. And what was the other one? Captain Crunch. They were the Captain Crunch that day, I think. Cheerios, what we did. Anyway, they were working really hard, and she got so she couldn't reach over. So this old guy thought, well, I'll get a, he'll get a, a car, a, pallet put up there for her to stand on like the broke her toe that old idiot dropped that thing on her toe <laughs> but we got a nurse that was there took her shoe off socks off put a band-aid on it then she sat out and watched i sat out and watched also for a little bit that afternoon a bunch of young men come in and helped eric unload the truck and it was my privilege to sit by a gentleman that was 
maybe not, because I'm pretty old, but this guy was pretty close, wasn't he? But he and I sat over there and watched those guys work, and we both thought we're doing the best thing we can do is to encourage them on because, man, they were working good. But that morning, I'd had about all I wanted of it. But anyway, it was an awesome trip. We wound up going an, an excursion around through the southeast corner of Grand Canyon. But um, a lot of driving, 2,000 miles I put on the pickup going out there and back. So I'll get out of here and let somebody else share. Awesome time, but remember how really blessed you are. When you write out your little Thanksgiving deals, just think, praise God, I don't have a dirt floor. I've got, I've got so much, so much. Um, you know, they, they really don't, they don't have much there. And it was really, like, it was an honor to be able to go and bless them. And it was really awesome. And seeing how their faces light up, it, it was really awesome. And um, one of the things that I really learned, you know, you can tell people, you know, God loves you all you want. And sometimes, like, they listen sometimes, but it's, you have to show them God's love. That's what we're here for. We're here to show God's love and to send, um, what'd you say? advance the kingdom that's what we're here for we're here to show god's love and advance the kingdom and it was really a blessing to be able to do that and thank you guys for helping us too and it was it was really awesome it was great Amen. thank you hallelujah she uh, i was i i didn't know there was everybody was working and doing their thing and i was like sarah you okay and she was like yeah dropped a pallet on my toe and i thought it was her and then i found out later it was jerry <laughs> I was like, she did it but um, they there we unloaded the trucks, um, by a we had we took a skid steer out there with us, and the pallets were rolled to the end of the truck, and the the pallet was set down off the truck. Great, right? Then the skid steer didn't. They took it to the edge of the building, and everything was hand loaded off that into because we didn't have any double doors and couldn't bring the skid steer inside. And I looked out there one time, and Sarah was just working away. It was really good. But let's give the Lord some praise for that and how she did. Um, Holly, where are you at? Where's Holly at? Come on, sister. Come on, Christy. You can come on up, too, and then we'll have Shorty come on up. But um, I, I, I got to know people in, a, in, a, in even a more intimate way. Come on over here. And Sarah... We were we were eating chicken, right? And and I, she was, I said, "What do you what do you like? What's your favorite food?" She was like, "Well, I, I like chicken." So they had they brought this chicken in, and I'm just tearing that chicken up. And I'm looking over at her, and she's just looking at me, and I was like, "Give me another piece of that chicken." It was fried chicken. She says, "I don't like chicken on a bone." <laughs> and so I learned that. So we were giving her a hard time the rest of the trip on the the chicken without the bone. <laughs> Okay, well, it was, like, really fun, but it makes you feel a lot more, what? <laughs> it makes you feel a lot more grateful because, um, like Jerry said, there's a little girl, and she just went outside, found some sticks, and 
rubber bands laying around, found some stuff and just made a bow and arrow out of it, started playing with it and it makes you feel grateful because you're, you're at home and you can watch TV and you can play on your video games or whatever and they're there and they don't have any of that to do so they have to find something to do and all that. And it was hard work but it was nice to see all the people smiling and all that because, you know, they don't really have much, so, yeah. Amen. Amen. Good job, Holly. Good job, Penny. She has a little bit of stage fright, so that was really huge for her. So, um... When we went out there, one of the things that really got to me was the amount of unity that took place. We had people from all over Oklahoma going to do this, and basically our group hadn't met any of the other groups, and they hadn't met us, and, but we all had to come together and work together under leadership and direction and understand that we just had to get this done. And there was no fussing or arguing or, you know, we... There were a couple of times we moved stuff three and four times. We were told to put it here, and then we needed to move it over there. And, I mean, it was just constant. But the unity among the people that were helping, whether they were from Oklahoma, whether they were part of the Hopi tribe, uh, the unity was just really impressive, and it really struck home with me. So, you know, we get out there. We get all this stuff laid out. We have all these people helping us. And, I mean... By the end of the first day, we probably had 15 or 20 men from the Hopi tribe itself that had just jumped in there and started helping us. And we were asked constantly for two days, where are you guys from? Why did you do this? You know, what, what made you come here with all of this stuff for us? And we had, we had our instructions. And basically, the only thing we were allowed to say was we wanted to bless you. We wanted to give to you. And so many people were just touched because these people who didn't know them, never met them, never heard of them, they showed up with all this stuff and just gave it to them. And it made an impact in their lives. And the fact that it made that much of an impact in their lives was really, really huge for me. Okay, well, wait a minute. I didn't get a chance to do this with Jerry, but Christy, I'm, I'm very fair-skinned. Uh, like, you know, like you don't. So there was so, some people were like, you know, you, you probably need to have some sunburn screen stuff. <laughs> sunscreen stuff. So Christy was out there, and she's working, and she was working, and then she worked most of the time inside, but then she was outside. And then she had her sunglasses on. She took them off, and she looked like a raccoon. And I was like, that's, I made a note of that. I was like, I remember seeing her looking like that raccoon, and I was like, I think you need some sunburn. So anyways, when we go on another trip like that, could somebody make sure that we pack some sunburn, all right? So, 
I spent I spent the entire second day outside in the sun because we had moved all of the clothes. After we'd got them all set up inside, we decided to move all the clothes outside. And so the guys were taking tables of clothes and lining them up outside. And so I spent the entire second day outside. And I was red. I mean, five shades of red. And I did. I had these raccoon eyes where my glasses were. And it was really funny. But I didn't peel. And it tanned. And it was all good. <laughs> So I, I didn't feel so bad because they were like, you know, so I, did, I did finally put on a hat, but most of the time it was in the truck. Let's give the Lord some praise for Christy. Shorty, come on up and, and share. So I, I, look, how many of you have ever ridden in the cab of a big, big semi? Anybody? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not just sat in it, but rode in it. Okay, great. Thanks. That's that, not quite the majority of us. But I, I, had, I had before, but I had eyes to see something different this time. And I was able to see from a different position. And I began to think about you being seven foot tall. How you stand, you see differently. <laughs> I, I got in the truck and I was like, Shorty, it looks good from up here. Like, you know, you can see way out here and way out here. And in a car, you can't, you know. Yeah. But it, it was pretty cool. We got, to, we got to spend a lot of, lot of time together. And I finally figured out the seat, how it worked on the way back instead of the way there. But... Well, it was, it was quite the, the co-pilot was entertaining for the most part. Is <laughs> we was over there. Is da 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 da. We read sports scores all the way from there the first day, you know, because it was Sunday. We didn't get to watch our football games, you know. We was on the road. We were out on the road till one o'clock that night because of numerous accidents, many pit stops, and everything like that. But it was all good. Like you said, if you haven't ever had the chance to go on a mission trip put your name in the hat you got to go it is it is what it is it's 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 a blessing for you it's a blessing for them um it's hard work i'm not going to tell you it was all easy like i said we were all whenever we went to the motel that night we were bushed it was Take a shower, sometimes not even eating, just take a shower, go to bed. You know, we woke up the next morning, we'd get refreshed and on short time, and we'd do it all over again. But what I, most of the things that impressed me the most on this trip was the helpfulness that you get from the people that you're going there to help. Like Christy said, we went there, they didn't know who we were, they just wanted to know. Why are you doing this for us? And you know, that's just, whether it's that nation or it's right here in Woodward, you know, all you got to do is help somebody. And you don't have to help them with a lot. And these three trailers we had, we thought, man, this ain't going to be enough. But you know, the Lord blessed them five trailers. It was like the seven loaves and five fish. We had soup. So much soup that we were chasing down people. If they drove up in a pickup after we started all this stuff, and we'd, they'd go inside to look at stuff, we'd load up the pickup with soup. We'd, like, put <laughs> cases of soup in their deal. And, potential, and it seemed like it never would run out. We'd look over at this pallet, and there'd still be more soup there. <laughs> and we was there towards the last. We were giving away cases upon cases to people 
these families that would come in there have lots of children that you know that they weren't eating but about one meal a day. They live up in a dry climate, a deal. They, their culture is they believe on their corn. That's what they raise is corn. They raise most of their own vegetables. This village is 100 miles from the nearest, the nearest little convenience store. It's not Walmart. It's like 200 miles to Walmart. So some of us would be in trouble there because it's 200 miles to Walmart. But it's... I mean, their little convenience, everything there is their own doing. But you know what? These people were happy. These two little ladies that we actually went up there for, her and her mom, are the only two that are actually in the Christian belief. And they're still entwined in their native culture because you know they they are I guess leaders in uh, the one is an elder of the tribe in which most of you would like to know on this on the Hopis that the women have control in the Hopi nation most of us men don't have no control on there you know on that so it's, but these two ladies have got a fire in their soul for God and they believed that if we would just come out there, that they could bless all these people. They want to bless their nation. And they did so by contacting the Indian Mission deal. and Or we contacted them and say, hey, you know, we want to bring this stuff out to you. And believe me, we had so much stuff that was given away. And it just kept this these three trailers just seemed like they never would get unloaded. We could never get them unloaded. They were always something to give away. And for three days, we gave away gobs of stuff. And I know it blessed them and blessed them and blessed them. And uh, pretty much that's all I got to say, except for that if you ever want to go, all you got to do is raise your hand up. We'll sign you up take your time and I, I, if you never have been you need to go because it is a blessing this makes my third time and I can't wait to go again <laughs> okay so uh, amen so shorty the guy says I said he said shorty has made a big impression <laughs> and I was like I didn't get it at first I was like oh and he goes no no this was one of the chief, chief, one of the tribal leaders. He was like, no, he's made a big impression. I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. <laughs> Sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I miss it. So, Bernita, come on up. I, I, was, I was impressed. Shorty has a, a CDL, and he was able to drive, and he's got such wisdom. We did have one semi that broke down, and there was some issues going on. It wasn't going, and Shorty come in and added his expertise, and next thing you know, we were outside of Gallup, wasn't it? Yeah, we were outside of Gallup, and Shorty's kind of telling them what he thinks it is, and they, they contact the place, they get apart. Chuck drives back to Gallup maybe five miles or whatever it was, and then comes back. We were on the edge of the highway the whole time there to do that. Hooked it up, and we were ready to roll again. And I'll tell you a little bit about the steer skid, steer skid here um, in just a minute. So I'm going to turn it over to Bernita. Thank you. 
Well, actually, this was the fourth mission trip God has sent me on. And every time, especially the first one, he told me I would not come back the same person that I was. So I had great expectations of this trip. I was excited because I thought June was going to go. And as we talked about today, it seems like we don't have time for our friends. We don't really have that time to get to know each other. So I wanted to have that time with her. Well, she ended up getting sick, so she couldn't go. And, and um, so I'm thinking, okay, God, what are we going to do now? Well, what God did was he blessed me with getting to know Shorty and more about Pastor Eric and more about Sarah, who was an awesome roommate, best I could ask for. She is a sweetheart. She's also, it didn't matter, she had a broken toe. She sat for a little bit, but then she was right back out there working. And it's a lot of work to unload three semis. And when the little 15, 20 guys, and I suppose they were in their 20s or 30s, and they were kind of afraid of us, and I'm not so sure we weren't a little bit afraid of them. But we decided the best way to unload that particular semi was we got in what they call a fireman's line. And so I'm standing, I'm standing here, and I have an Indian boy over here, an Indian boy over here, and we're throwing boxes of diapers. And it was just as fast as you could go. And we didn't always catch them. And you didn't have time to pick up the one you dropped because the next one was coming. And we just got so we laughed at each other and we, you know, high-fived each other. And, and, you know, we all have an ability. We can smile, you know. What happens to you when you get a smile? What happens to you when someone high-fives you? You know, this is what we got to share with them. Not only the things that we brought to bless them with, but we got to share ourselves. And they shared themselves with us. The grandmother to the two ladies worked in the kitchen. And she made these Indian dishes for us. I'm not even sure what they were, but they were good. But she had on this pair of raggedy old, I don't even want to say they were tennis shoes. They were more like just, I don't know what they were. But it was the third day, and we had the tables outside, and I was trying to empty out some boxes because we had shoes and they'd been picked over and, you know, they'd got, the mate had got lost. So I was trying to put them back together. And she came out there and she was hunting for a pair of shoes. And we found a pair of black kind of dressy shoes in her size and she put them on. And she was so happy because she had never had a pair of shoes like that. You know, 
all I can say is if you have any kind of feeling that you don't have anything, go, just go. Go one time and you will come home a different person. So I, um, some of you may not know, some of you may, I, I spent 18 years in the grocery business and when the, when the semi gets in there, I've worked enough with Shorty that I get to Pallet Jack and I just start moving stuff around and um, I started pulling some, some stuff off the truck, say we had, we had to take off furniture. When we got to the building, we thought we were going to be able to unload by pallets into this building and then we realized we didn't. And we looked, and they sent us out as scouts to go and look at the building. And when we pulled in, there was Ruby and Anita. Anita and Ruby, Ruby was the mom, and Anita was the daughter. And they were, these were some spirit-filled, worn Christians. Come on, somebody. They, they, they came in, and they, we, we got together before we did. Before we did anything, we gathered in a circle and prayed. They asked us not to take pictures of the people and some stuff and then I found out later after I was in the truck for two days that there was others taking pictures but they had authority to take the pictures and we're gonna have a video I want to show you in just a moment but um, in this Mesa they ex this was a, supposedly one of the largest buildings there and we thought we had the building all week or the next two weeks and once we set up everything that we'd be able to distribute we got there on that on on Tuesday morning we started unloading the truck and there was a couple guys in the truck with me we were taking it to the end of the truck and we were unloading it was pallet after pallet after pallet and they were taking it setting it down taking it to the building then they were like she said it was a fireman's carry kind of deal handing it handing it handing it and it was going in the amount of work that took place in those it had to have been from 10 to 2 because we were going to distribute in two so four hours it was like, go, 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 oh, have lunch. Go, 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 distribution starting. So we had to pull the semi-truck out of where it was in front of the building. There was a couple of things that I, I just, from my perspective, I'm, I'm going to share a couple of things real quickly. Jerry was there, and there was this elder that was there. And I'm very emotional with this. And I saw him, and he would come to the back of the truck, and he would say, what do you got next? And I'd say, well, I've got a pallet of juice. I had some real cool juice, and, and uh, Holly got to distribute that. They were juice bottles with, like, um, Superman and Batman and the, you know, Captain America. And then there was, they were stinky, she said. <laughs> and there was sh strawberry shortcake and all this other stuff. Well, we're unloading the truck, right? And the guys are giving me a hard time because I'm... I'm going to be straight up with you. I'm the white guy in the truck, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and we're pulling it out, and they're, they're giving me a hard time, you know? And, and they're helping me, and they were doing great. And a couple guys out there, and one guy, he was a big guy, and, and he, was, he was this, we were getting out, and he was kind of telling where it was going. And I was talking to Bob in the truck, and I was like, Bob. And he says, well, you can call him Chief. And I got to the end of the truck, and I said, how about that, Chief? We got that coming. And he went back in the truck, and he said, oh, no, no. He said, you can call him Chief, but don't smile. He wasn't really a chief, but he had his, was descendants of the chief. So it, it was Gilbert, and we had a wonderful time with Gilbert. Everybody knew Gilbert. He was just the personality. And he'd say, what's next? And we would have those figurines on those bottles and all this other stuff. 
and we were pushing it to the end of the truck and the elder would come over and go, what's next? So I basically worked for two hours in that truck and would stick my head out every now and then. And one time we were at the middle, we were, we were right at the end of finishing this truck and the skid steer broke. And we were at the back of the truck and there was three other Hopi guys and myself. And I looked over and I saw Pastor Jerry sitting with this other elder. And I said, boys, look at that. We were talking today about what can you see? Are you able to see it? And they said, what? And I said, look at those two men. Here's a white man and a native guy. I said, they have more wisdom than we could probably ever experience in our lifetime. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, no, no, take a good look at those guys. I said, they have been through so much in their life that there's no way we can probably comprehend them. And I wanted to take a picture so bad, but I didn't. But there's a picture right here in my heart of that. And I sat them, and I saw them, and they sat there looking at the truck, and they were having this conversation. I mean, they were having a conversation without really turning and looking at each other much. They were having this conversation. They were looking around. I don't know. They might have been saying, looking at that guy. Look at that young buck. You know, he's struggling with that. And what about them? But they were having this amazing conversation. And it so impacted what I saw. And I know two of the young men, when I looked over, they were kind of like, he's right. He's right. Do you have eyes to see? Do we have eyes to be able to see how valuable you are, each other are? There's another story I wanted to tell you. We had donuts. And if anybody doesn't know, I like donuts. I'm talking about we had a bin of four foot by four foot pallet donuts. And the skid steer broke. So we couldn't use it. I had to take product to the back of the truck and we offloaded by hand cases and cases. I'm talking juice that was probably 35, 40 pounds a box. They handled oh, three pallets of juice. And those guys, I went out to the back of the truck and it multiplied. What happened is school had gotten out and there was like 12 guys out there where before there was only like three or four. And it was just like, it looked like an ant. So I, I began to think about the scripture where, where he says, look at the ants and how they go about their way. It was almost like that. So we made what was called a donut slide. Remember Shorty? They got to the end of the deal and they were like, how do we, we're talking those little bitty packs that got like four, five, six or eight donuts in it. Then the, pa then the bags, you guys know what I'm talking about? Nod at me if you know, yeah. And, and I mean a whole bin of them. And they were like, what are we going to do, hand them off? So we, we, we finally cut a, I cut a U in the, in the bin and we made a donut slide. And all they had to do was just kind of put it there and it went. And it was like. It was like, here's the donut slide, ladies and gentlemen, the donut slide. They were powdered donuts and chocolate donuts and those little curling kind of donuts. There were little bags of donuts. There were packs of donuts. And we slid those whole donuts off of that deal. And in the middle of that, that was, I mean, we were just laughing because the guys were like, that's cool, you know, because they were thinking we're going to have to offload all of this. And the, the donuts were there. One other thing. Actually, I got two or three others, but one I want to share with you. 
I, we, we weren't allowed to take pictures and we did. I went with Jerry to the house and we, didn't, we weren't going to just deliver furniture because once you do it for one, then you've got to do it all. This tribe in which we helped, we helped is 10,000 strong, okay? So it wasn't just a few hundred people. There were thousands that came to get product. We, I, I went, uh, we went, we took firewood. We unloaded the firewood. We, we went down with the semi down into the village and we stopped and they couldn't, we couldn't get the semi to where we were going to store the firewood. Firewood was in pallets, those bins. There were six pallets and we started offloading it. We had a lot of time to look. Listen to me, guys. This is, this is, this is in America. They didn't have, some of them didn't have bathrooms. They had porta potties. And the porta potty guy came. And we were kind of blocking the road. But you could look and you'd see a house and a porta potty, and a house and a porta potty, and a house and a porta potty, and another house and a porta potty, and three houses and three porta potties. I was like, I should be in the porta potty business over there. But what, was, what, what, what I want you to understand is that when we began to see that that was there, it impacted us. It impacted us tremendously. Jerry and I went to this, to Ruby's home, and we took furniture in. And like he said, she was just so proud. She was showing us around, and there was cracks in the walls. There was sod, the sod walls were cracked and falling in. And Jerry and I were standing there, and she was showing us. And I looked up, and I could reach up, and the roof was insulated with straw. And remember, I tapped Jerry. I was like, and I was just like, and she was just like, look at my home. It's just like a palace. Some of us are afraid to let old pastors here. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. No, no, don't, no, don't. Come back later. And she brought us right in. And, and she just said, hey, look, this is what it is. And she started sharing with us, Jerry and I. And she began to weep. And she said, I am so overwhelmed. You have no idea what you guys have done. And I had a little bit of an idea because I had spoken earlier with Nita and Nita was overwhelmed and they got a group of us and we began to start praying for her because she was just carrying that burden of that whole distribution. And she said, she said, I was standing by the door and I was talking to her and, and everybody was doing the distribution because I had done my part and we were here. And I started talking to her and Jerry was like, what's, what's up with her? You know, tell me a little bit about her story. And I said, I don't know a whole lot about her story, but they've had mission teams come in before. And those mission teams were not flexible. They didn't show the love of God. She said, I am so overwhelmed that this is unbelievable, that you guys are flexible. If this works or that works or you'll change this or you'll handle it three different times to get it where it needs to be. She said, you don't understand. This is greater than anything we could have ever asked or even thought about. And I had a bad idea when uh, though you guys were coming. I was like, no, I don't know if I want them to come. And she said, I am so sorry for all of those thoughts that I had. And she began to start sharing about what had taken place. And she began to weep. And as she was weeping over her tribe, over her nation, I just began to weep also. And I thought, God, we're here to show the love of God. Did I get a chance to minister to some? Yes. Did I get a chance to pray for some? Yes. And I'm very thankful to be able to have done that. I drove in from unloading the truck, and I drove the van, and I pulled in, and I looked up, 
and here comes Jerry and Shorty with a hand truck. Does anybody know what I'm talking about, a hand truck? And Sarah's on one and Holly's on the other. And they're running the hand truck down, and it was a hand truck race. And I looked up, and I thought, oh, my gosh. I was talking to Shelly on the phone. I was like, you have no, no, I'm just seeing your daddy and Shorty, and Sarah's on a hand truck, and Holly's on a hand truck, and they're having a race. And there's Shorty on the inside, and Jerry's coming to the outside, and now they're making the turn. It's a right turn. They're coming down the hill. And they were laughing, and Jerry's face was just glowing and Holly was holding on and Sarah was holding on and there goes Shorty. He's now on the inside. They're coming down then they're gaining speed. Jerry's slowing up. Here comes Shorty and they brought the, the hand trucks right down where I was at and I was on the phone to Shelly. Shelly's like get a picture of it. Get a picture of it. I'm like I can't. <laughs> Last story. You guys are making a difference. And you need to be able to see that you're making a difference. In a few moments, I'm going to show a video. We're going to give you an opportunity for our next distribution, which is Riverside. We've got 40 names, 40 girls on a piece of paper back there. And some of you know what I'm talking about. You've done it for years. Don't discount how important it is. Don't discount how important it is. I was, most of my work was in the trucks. And they worked the snot out of me. Can I say it that way? But I'm a, I, I'm, I love it. I love it. And that night they were doing distribution. And Bernita, she was over there handling quilts out. She was a quilt lady. I mean, you'll see in there, there was a whole table full of quilts. And I was like, you can't see, but Bernita's behind it. She handed out those quilts and bedspreads and all these other things that sometimes we just say, well, let's just go get one. That they can't just run down to the store and they can't get one or they don't have money for or whatever it is. And she just worked so hard just handing out those quilts just tirelessly. And I asked Mary, I said, how's, how's the team doing? She said, amazing. There was no complaining. There was no whining. There was no griping. And it was very, very refreshing. I looked over and I saw Holly. And there's Holly sitting by the doorway with a little puppy in her lap. So we had moments of, of just peace, of rest. And I looked at that and I saw Holly and this puppy and I thought, God, that's how you are with us. And she was just loving on that puppy. She was just loving on that puppy. She was going to try to bring that puppy home. That and I think about six others. That, you know, uh, Christy's like, she can't be bringing them home. I can't, we we would have took them. But she was loving on that puppy. And I want you to know that's how God is with us. We think sometimes he's so strict, but, but I'm telling you, God wants to get on the hand truck and run down the hill with you. Come on, somebody. He wants you to hold you as you're holding a puppy and pulling him close and just give you that love that you think you may not ever get. That's our loving father, and that's what he wants to do for us. And a lot of times we, we, we put him, you don't have eyes to see how much he longs to be involved in your life and how things can make a difference. I'm going to give this last story, Mike, and then I want to show the video. I helped carry out some stuff for a lady. We were out at the truck. It was beginning to be sunset. And she was an older lady, reminded me of Gigi. Just a beautiful lady. Had her apron on, her kitchen apron on. And she said, why are you guys here? Why are you coming? Why us? We said, because you're loved. I kind of stretched the rules a little bit and said, 
God loves you. And we're here to bless you. And she said, she looked at me like this. I was standing here. She was standing like right here to me. The building was right there. I helped put her stuff in her truck. I was standing at the end of the truck. She said, I have never had my own set of dishes. And I thought, really? And she said, yes, I've raised kids, married, raised kids. I've never had my own set of dishes. And she said, guess what? And I saw this grin come across her face. And I was looking at her stunned. I was just like, she said, guess what? In there, I got my own set of dishes. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise for that. I was just like, it, it took a while. I didn't have eyes to see. I didn't have the eyes to see it. And I sat there and I was just like, I, 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 I don't know what to say next. And I said, we are so thankful that you got blessed. She, I said, how long has it been? She said, 32 years. And I thought, I told Jerry that night as we were at the hotel. I said, think about kids get married and they got six set of dishes in their shower. Are you with me? And this lady's been married, raised children, served her family, and didn't even have her own set of dishes. And I can still see the smile on her face. I got a set right in there. So you're making a difference. Mike, let's show this video. Give me your heart for the ones who got it. Give me your eyes so I can see. 
so I can see everything that I keep missing. Give me your love, which you represent people, but they don't have to be. Give me your heart for the ones that are far beyond my reach. Give me your heart for the ones forgotten. Give me your eyes so I can see. Give me your eyes. This is a song that they sang after we prayed for them and sang to them. This is three generations. Now you can give to the Lord some praise. We're, we're, almost, we're almost done, guys. I want to thank you again for those that sent us. And it's impacted this nation. We've said, how can we do something in the future? But as we quickly come into the holiday seasons of know what to be thankful for. Christmas is coming around. It's not about what you get. It's really about what you give. We're going to pray and I'm going to dismiss. But I want you to have eyes to see. See what God is doing in the earth realm. See what he'll use you to do it. Begin to walk in that place where you see farther than just your own needs, but the needs of others. So Christy has the girls over here, and we need to make sure that we have you, when you take a girl, make sure you sign your name, give it to Christy or the number of the girl that you take, and you're welcome to have more than one. Um, they're $50 a child to give them a Christmas gift. Two things. By November 16th, if you want us to do it, Give us the $50, we'll assign you a girl, and then we will buy the gift for them. These are wish lists that are out there, and it has what they would like to have. And so, you know, some of them will put an iPad. If your girl's got an iPad, don't feel like you've got to spend $100 and get a tablet or something like that, okay? Don't, we don't have to do that. They understand that. But there are three different wish lists on that, on that paper. There's snacks that we get them. There's all sorts of stuff. It's amazing how the... The snacks are just as important. If you decide to buy the gift yourself, then we need to have that in no later than, listen to me, no later than the 23rd. If you want us to buy it for you, i got to have some money so we can send people shopping no later than the 16th, okay? 
we can't go past these deadlines because there's certain things that happen after the 23rd from now until the distribution. But I hope that you have eyes to see today. And as we dismiss, some of you, I'm, I'm conscious of this and have been since we started this. Some of you might say, you know what? I don't have $25. I got five. There's others around that will partner with you to get a girl. There's others around that will partner with you to help you do that. And some of you might say, I'll sponsor, you sponsor. I'm going to leave that to you. Will you stand to your feet? I want to pray that our eyes will be open today. I want to pray that as you move through this season, that it won't be just about seeing things for the season, but it's about changing things in your life. You guys are amazing. You are a child of the Most High God, and if you don't know Jesus, get to know him, and you can become part of that family. And I want to encourage you to do that if you haven't done that. But a lot of us have, and a lot of us said, how do I live my life, and how do I walk through this, this difficult time in my life? And I want you to know that God loves you. He cares for you. You are important. You are valuable. You're greater than silver. You're greater than gold and I like silver and gold. Come on. But you're more valuable than all of that. Let me pray for you today. If you want to just lift your hands to the Lord today. Father, I just thank you that you just give us eyes to see. To advance your kingdom that will be like the disciples. And we'll say, God, even demons have to flee because I'm there. That they'll take your authority, that they'll take your anointing, that they'll take your wisdom and revelation that you've given them and that they will infiltrate the kingdom of darkness and bring forth and empower the kingdom of light. God, give us eyes to see how we can bless one another, how we can make a difference in the lives of others. I pray this right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we give the Lord a mighty shout of praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, don't bombard Christy uh, so much, but go get a girl, and we'll, we'll see you Wednesday. We're starting the new class Wednesday. Come at 6.15, 6.30. God bless you. Have a great afternoon in the Lord. If you need prayer, we always have prayer available for you in the corner of the um, sanctuary right over here by the American flag. God bless.